Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max, and in this episode, I'll be talking to Jai Curry, director and producer of the documentary The Promise, following the mental health journey of one Craig Hamilton. The The Promise is also nominated for an Actor Award for Best Documentary. So, welcome, Jai Curry. Two unemployed actors, two unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Thanks for joining us, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I know you're in the middle of um, really selling the documentary at the moment. I mean, there's lots of publicity and I see events for The Promise, um, followed by Q&As and that sort of level of engagement, which is great. So I appreciate you taking the time. My first question is, why docos? I guess I just want to make movies. I don't really mind if it's a fiction or a doco. Um, When I heard Craig's story... There was something that I heard him say that really stood out to me, and that was that not many people were talking about suicide prevention. Yep. So I had a look at films, obviously, after hearing that, and realized there weren't many suicide prevention docos. Yeah. So we, um, obviously, that sparked a thought with me, and we got together and made the short film, one conversation, and we put that out on YouTube and just, just like a little project, and people wanted more. So we put together a proposal and a budget and just sent it out and I actually went backpacking for about four months and was in the middle of my trip and um, it was four months into my trip and Craig rung me up and said mate we've, we've got a budget you're gonna have to get back here and we're gonna make it so <laughs> we yeah turn it into the feature it's a great it's great and I think did you have in mind you know a feature documentary when you did the short yeah I guess we didn't have um, we weren't invested in like we had uh-huh. to make this a feature. Yep. Um, that was obviously something that we both wanted to do if the opportunity presented. Right. Um, after making the short, everyone wanted it. Yeah. And then it just kind of really went quiet when it come to getting the budget together. It certainly does help in the industry to have something to show, some existing IP, you know, if it's not based on a book or a, a, a remake or whatever, at least... Uh, I know some creatives who are out there doing short films as like a proof of concept. Standalone, they can enter it into competitions and stuff and get some some people talking about it. But it's another way to sort of step into getting their first credit at times um, on a feature. So I think it's, it's a great achievement. And I mean, it's interesting what you said about how there aren't many features out there scripted, non-scripted around um, suicide prevention, around specifically mental health. As it's become more of a conversation... I feel, in the community, in the workplace as well. I've got 20 years of corporate behind me as well. Um, it certainly always was a, a part of a conversation, not always a big part, not always as big as it should be. And sometimes all it was was a conversation. It's a virtue signal where the company wasn't really backing it up. So with that in mind, yeah, I mean, it. I can't think of anything that... There certainly are, Australia, Australian that... There's a couple that I've seen, but... They haven't done, I think we've done something different in the sense of we've got real stories from people. We've got a suicide, someone who survived a suicide attempt. We've interviewed people that have lost loved ones to suicide. Um, People that have just struggled through suicidal thinking. And then we've also just got just general advocates. So we've Mm. kind of, and we've got new, like New South Wales Health. We've got New South Wales Police on board. Um, We had that many I guess, areas to the doco that I think has made it really unique. Yeah. As opposed to just um, 
like hearing just Craig's story yep. or just having just a general suicide prevention film, we've kind of really tapped into, like we've got leading researchers talking about yeah. some s- statistics and um, talking about the health system and stuff like that as well. On the, on the statistics and the health system, I think, and it's certainly great to have that perspective in the doco uh, as well as a, a really great personal, st- a personal story, as challenging as it is sometimes to hear. Um, the statistics, I think one that stood out for me was out of every 100,000 Australians, 20,000 will have a challenge with their mental health at one stage or another, but there's only 95 psychologists for every 100,000 and 90 mental health nurses yep. for every 100,000. So that's, that's, that really stood out for me. Yeah. Um, it acknowledges that it's a huge problem in the community, but also that we're under-resourced. What sort of important message do you think view, you want viewers to take away from uh, you know, seeing the promise? I guess like um, in terms of like what we want people to take away is we want people to know that we want to give people hope. You know, I yep. guess Craig's story is a, is a story of hope and we really want people to know that if they do talk or talk out, there's people that are going to listen yeah. and there is a way moving forward. I know sometimes in the, um, in the midst of it all, it might feel hard to want to talk or um, to want to do anything in moving forward. It's really the last thing that you're you're got going through your mind at that time yep. so the film is to really set up them conversations before it gets to that point when right. people are in a good um, headspace and in a good frame of mind um, have conversations with loved one with with their loved ones or um, their gps or whatnot and basically set up so then if they ever get in that bad headspace there's already to- a plan yeah. in, in in place i guess our goal with the film your other question would be um we just really want as many people in Australia to see it as possible. Yeah. I think the film will do the work it's supposed to do. It's just a matter of now of just just getting everyone behind it to just sit down and watch it. It's an hour of their time and I think it's going to be educational as much as entertaining for everyone that watches it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think if we can go back to how it sort of started, um, even when you were talk in your mind thinking about approaching the short film, did you have a grand plan, a vision and have everything down on paper or did it kind of evolve on the journey just evolved on the journey yeah. for, the, for the short film yep. um, it was a matter of me and Craig sitting down doing an interview uh-huh. and I just wanted to see what I kind of got from that and then um, that obviously led to what questions I was going to set up in terms of when I was interviewing because in the short, short film we had Paul Harrigan yep. um, we had Jessica Rowe and we had Professor Francis K. Lincoln who were all featured in the f- feature version as well yeah. Um but going into their interviews, I obviously had questions and written down that I wanted to... A bit more of a plan of attack after knowing mm-hmm. what I've got from Craig. And then just B-roll on that was just relevant to whatever I already shot. And that was just running guns. So that was just me <laughs> directing it, yep. editing it, lighting it, doing the That's sound, it. everything on yep. that. Fake it to um, Yeah, it was just putting in all the work because like we didn't have a budget and we weren't going to try to... like That wasn't the plan it for really that. It really sort of evolved, just, yeah, it was, started it was snowballing. Just, yeah, just put it together. So... um yep. But it was good enough for everyone to really get what they needed out of that and to grow it into what it is now. So imagine you, you in trying to achieve you know, all those roles just to get stuff done because you've got to because it's only you really. It's like, are there things that you learned that you wish you could go back and tell yourself before you started? Definitely. I think that's just the beauty of growing. Like with my short film Victim, it was the same thing. There was like a crew of three or four of us. Yep. And we're all wearing like six hats each. And yeah. it was what it was. And we um, film ended up winning like 11 international awards and we were all so stoked and then we're like let's make feature film so same thing the crew got bigger 
yeah but then so did all the responsibilities and we're yes. all just wearing multiple hats again but it's um i guess what i noticed is like oh, i want to go and direct a hundred million dollar absolutely film why not but who's going to trust me with a script that's it who's what investors are going to trust yeah. me with that so uh wrote my own script and self-funded my first feature and just right. got like a lot of i'd say 90 percent of the crew maybe 95 percent of the crew were all first on filmmakers but it was a matter of we're going to do this yep and make something yep and put it out there yep. and um, keep moving forward or we're going to sit around and wait for this day to come the phone that rings might, and someone yeah. says here's a 20 million dollar budget yeah. for you and when's that going to happen so it was just a matter of just doing it like just making, making it your happen own yeah yep. just making it happen i think that's a great mindset and attitude and i you know, over the episodes, we've touched on it from all sorts of creatives and, and, and other actors. You know, you can't just wait for the phone to ring. You've got to get out there and just make stuff happen. And I applaud anyone who's, who's making original creative content. Like, just get out there and do it. Like, as you said, even with just three in the crew, you still managed to pull off 11 awards. It's not, not bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're all happy. I bet. I bet. Punching above your weight. It's great. And speaking of which, punching above your weight, like the, the cinematography and even the audio, like it really complemented... Um, the narrative on on the promise and it, it it's polished it's slick it's uh, i mean i was saying to you earlier like it, it's up there with those big budget you know international netflix docos um how important do you think is is those sorts of getting great cinematography and and soundtrack to help you tell that narrative i think it's very important obviously the story is what drives everything sure but we're sitting there watching a film yeah we're listening to a film we're not listening to music. We're not yep. reading a book. So, obviously, video and music is really important. Sounds really important. So, um, yeah, well, I spent about three months in pre-production with our cinematography oh, cinematographer, wow. really honing in the look that I want. Yep. And we worked out what cameras were going to give us that look, which lenses we oh. needed to give that look, exactly how we're going to light every interview. Um, obviously it's a documentary so a lot of things are just run and gun yep. natural light it's hap- like those, there's, I think you can even see me multiple times running over picking up cameras in the background and we're both just filming I didn't notice events, but that's yeah, yeah. events as they happen Yeah. And um, but that's just documentary yeah. filmmaking you're there to yeah. document something we're not setting yeah. it up and staging it so a lot of the b-roll obviously you do to make it look nice and we're retelling a story yeah. and we're recreating stories like at the train station we had the police there and yes um, obviously then we can adapt a bit and bring on that, yep. f- that fiction type filmmaking on board but other than that it was just pre-production we all had to really know mm-hmm. uh, I guess all the crew had to know my vision at all times so then even if they had to do something on their own then there's five ways we could do this Yeah, they knew what I was kind of chasing the whole all time singing from the same hymn sheet yeah I think it shows that you put the work in because work it, yeah it does look really slick and, and polished um, and nothing really sort of distracts from the story. Like it all sort of complements it, which, which is great, talking to the soundtrack and the cinematography as well. Um, I think one thing you mentioned, like, you know, having to, you know, run around the background and pick up cameras and just make stuff happen to, because you're in the moment and the interview's going well. Like, I guess with the difficult subject matter as well, that can, everyone's at different stages, it's touched them differently. Um, some perhaps aren't willing to talk about it as much as others. Um, you've really got to be ready to, to capture that that moment when they, they start to open up. Yeah. It's not it's not really the luxury of a take two or three or four. You can't you can't recreate them moments. And mm. I think that's what's so beautiful about um, 
our film and just general documentary filmmaking yeah. is that when you capture them real authentic moments, yeah. they're just people are going to relate to them because they're real. Yeah. I know actors can do incredible jobs acting yeah. and delivering that performance, but sitting there listening to someone talk about the day they attempted to take their own life, yeah. you don't feel them emotions in any other sense. Mm, mm. And um, that's just, I guess, what's just so beautiful about capturing them moments and using like film as the medium to do so. Certainly, it pulls you right in from the start. It's quite confronting at the start where it's straight into like one of the worst moments in Craig's life. Um, how, how do you handle, how did you handle the well-being of, of those, even on crew? Um, yeah. You know, did you have to talk to them beforehand about, like, how did you approach it? I had, um, I had a meeting with the team um, before we started filming uh-huh. and basically just let them all know that there's support there if they need it mm-hmm. uh, to come and talk to me. And everyone, you know, I, I try really hard to build relationships just in life always, but especially with my crew. So a lot of the yeah. time we, we're in cars, we're driving in out back Queensland and there was a lot of downtime with the crew that I got to have one-on-ones with, um, dinner times and whatnot while on the road and everyone opened up in their own way and shared where they're always at and just working closely with everyone and just letting them know that um, like everyone knew it. We were working on some, like the subject matter's really heavy in some yeah. times and but it's really important and I think everyone just knew the bigger mission of the film. Yeah. And um, we worked through it quite well. Even like editing it was was a process. So me mm-hmm. and um, Oliver Lewis was um, the editor that helped me do it. And, you know, we're spending hours every day with our headphones on in the same room editing and you're listening to people say like, I'm suicidal, I'm suicidal or oh, I was suicidal. And you're hearing these words yeah. through your headphones in your head for hours every day for yeah. months while yeah. you're editing it so that starts getting draining and you come out of your edit suite and like just hearing that all day it becomes heavy so i yeah. made a thing we um every hour we had an alarm go off right and we'd just stop we'd put everything down we'd get out in the sun we'd do some push-ups or just do whatever yeah, yeah. we want just keep that morale high and get some vitamin d and that really really helped us the whole editing process because the whole time in them hard moments we there's always like every, on the hour every hour we'll just go have a yeah, have that's a break great. and just get, get some fresh air get some sun reflect talk bounce and just go back in for the next part because you're sitting there for eight hours doing that it just drains you yeah. yeah it's very intense emotionally yes apart from the skills needed for the jobs that you're doing um and it's a, and yeah it's a lot of time you guys are in this little bubble working together as a tight crew yeah um i think it's great that you're able to talk about it amongst yourselves particularly with such such full-on content yeah um but important nonetheless did you collaborate with uh, mental health professionals in pre-production like to help you sort of shape the narrative or how you're going to approach the story or was it really defined by Craig telling his journey? No, it was more so... As, as close as we got to that, I guess, would be doing in, like interviewing um, Professor Francis K. Lampkin in this short film. Yep. And obviously we sat there for an hour talking and it's a 10-minute short film and she's probably in it for two minutes yep, of it. Yep. But there was so much information that she gave me there and before we were filming, right. I was having conversations with her. Um, other than that, it was a lot of me... I pretty much had every minute in my head laid out okay. structurally yep. before we started filming. So yep. my pre-production was very intense. Yep. So even the way I structured my questions for Craig, I was almost setting up him to answer yep. in a particular way because I knew what I needed for each part. Yep. And then I'd done the same thing for everyone else's interviews is 
I knew that this was kind of the like these minutes are going to be this topic and this part of it. So I was asking them questions to make it relevant for there as well. Right, right. I so see. it was um, yeah, it was probably more so scripted in the sense yeah through questions yep. in pre-production. Okay. Yeah. Which and just as that like obviously as we started getting answers and then things evolved and then real life events happened and then things had to shuffle around a little bit but it, like that narrative was kind of already mm. embedded from the get-go okay okay that's great and i certainly i think you know the, the strong narrative coming from starting with craig's story and 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 being a strong component to the narrative and then leaning on mental health professionals when it comes to statistics and other things to help provide that perspective helps those sort of craig's moments really resonate in it i think R- rather than perhaps doing all that work and finding out all the stats and talking to all the health professionals and then coming into it like a, a medical documentary perhaps. Definitely. And I think that's the fine and that balance of yeah. um, we are telling Craig's story. Yeah. We do need all that extra information to help build up where yeah. them parts are and like if something's going to happen, we need to know how much more is at stake here. Mm. But there's a fine line between giving too much information that's and we're right. just sitting here just listening to statistics. Yeah. Um, there's some shocking stats that didn't make it and everyone mm. can look them up if they want. Yeah. They're all online. Yeah. But when kind of not here to hear all these stats as that's well. That's right. Yeah. No, that's really interesting because, yeah, like the stats I quoted earlier, I mean, they I, re- I remember them so, so vividly and, and they resonated so well because of where they were placed in the documentary and you're sort of really engaged in, in Craig's story and then they land in your lap and you're like, oh my God, you know, you, we, we want to talk about it. We want to get help from our friends and that. But like in the mental health system, in the health system, there isn't a lot of resources available. So sometimes you're relying on your mates. Definitely. Or colleagues. Yeah. Interesting. We are. And I guess like that's just the thing about Australia. We've, we're a very mate-orientated yeah. country. Yeah. Which is, um, which is good, especially when those other parts aren't in place. Exactly. Um. I mean, yeah, certainly sensitive topic. I think what what, what advice would you give um, other emerging creatives on dealing with such sensitive topics in filmmaking? Um, I'd probably say find, find the story. So yep. know exactly um, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these topics, you know, if they're presented in the wrong way, can have a lot of backlash. Right. I think yeah. I've thought about that a fair bit and I think I'll... I wonder if that's why there hasn't been a suicide prevention film or doco done before because if someone if people are worried about the backlash yeah um especially everyone's got to be politically correct now and all this stuff if well, things I mean, are, at the if, end of the day you if, if I think just just when you start to talk you, you risk offending someone I mean 100% you have to accept that no matter what you do no matter how much you do in pre-production you can't no matter how smart you are how many people you consult you you can't make something without offending someone at some stage. Yeah. You just can't make everyone happy all the time. I think once you get over that, it's a bit easier. But I guess, yeah, when you're layering the sensitive com- content that could be triggering for some, um, yeah, it's certainly difficult. So I appreciate where you're coming from and how difficult that might have been as yep. a lens to look through as you're, as you're formulating it and editing it and everything. Definitely. And I just think it's just one of the things we, um, as hard as it is, yeah. still go and do it because if... You know, like if we're still waiting for people to do that, yep. if people aren't doing that, we're still just waiting for these films to come out, essentially. Like, 
I think people need to hear some of these stories and need mm-hmm. to see some of these films to really understand what's going on. Mm. And we can't, I guess we can't silence people's freedom to speak and create their exactly. art that's, that's showcasing this stuff. Exactly. No, I think it's, it, it's great. And I think it's, I mean, it's not, I mean, making creative content in Australia, it's not easy. It's certainly getting harder in New South Wales. We just had budget cuts announced last week. Um, and uh, even the streaming quota has been pushed back to Q4 next year. Like, it's like, how many times can we get kicked? You know, try, it's hard to make some original content. I don't have to tell you. Yeah. So um, to be able to do that and with, you know, s- such a great goal in mind of mental health awareness and getting a bit more people to talk about it, uh, I think, you know, hats off to you for that. Um, but also, I mean, icing on the cake, like actor documentary, best documentary nomination. It's, that's got to be a great feeling. It is. <laughs> it is. And there's still, for those actors listening that can vote, there's still, there's still a couple of weeks left, actually. I think they extended it till 4th of October, um, yeah. actor, to, to nominate for docos. Um, and I know you've got a roadshow planned. You're, you're hitting cinemas across Australia. Um, yourself and Craig? Me and Craig, yeah. So we're doing a Q&A screening tour, um, starting in our hometown, Newcastle. Of course. And that's the first one. Then we're heading down to the Ritz in Sydney. And basically, yeah, going on the road for the month. So we've got 12 cinemas. We're going right down to Melbourne, Adelaide, um, Canberra, Brisbane, Mackay. Fantastic. Yeah. Keeping the conversation going. Keeping the conversation going. Giving people an opportunity to watch the film before it's released next year. Mm -hmm. And to then have that opportunity to speak one-on-one with Craig or myself and ask more questions um, about the film or Craig's own experience. Uh, we've got Lifeline on board, so we're donating all profits to Lifeline. Oh, well done. And um, yeah, so they're, they're, there'll be people from Lifeline there on the night and they'll be having a talk as well before the film starts and um, there's support there if anyone in the crowd needs it. Fantastic. And um, yeah, just just want to just help that conversation really keep going and kickstart it. I'm sure it'll be great for you, those moments when you set up on stage and it's finally hit you that your project's real. Yep. It's, it's alive now. Definitely. Well, I've just done a, a screen check at the um, Civic Theatre, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's... Um, Did that go as how you expected or were there a few surprises for people commenting on things that you didn't think could resonate as much or...? Yeah, it's... um. Well, it was just with me and some of the crew, just uh-huh. the, t- t- the technicians, so uh-huh. we just wanted to um just oh, okay. go in and just play and get ready for Wednesday. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, but just kind of just seeing it yeah. now in the empty theatre before... On the big screen. Yeah, just kind of made it feel... Real. A little more real, yeah. Yeah, so. finally, all, after all the work. When did you actually start, if you could remember the start of the journey? Um, well, see, I call the short film part of pre-production. In de- yeah, So, if that's yeah. the case, uh, August last year. Um, that's actually not filming. too bad, like yeah. considering from there to now, polished production, ready for a roadshow yeah. and actor nominated. Like, that's that's decent turnaround. Well, today's the 18th, so 10 days ago, a year... We released the short film. Right. So we released it on the 8th of September last year. Okay. And now the feature will be released on the 20th of September this year. Okay. So it's about a year between the two releases of the short to the feature. That's actually not bad. Yeah. That's, Considering that's, I went backpacking for four months. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> we'll call that a mental health break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to keep on, on topic. Yeah. Um, well, so... What's next? Have you even thought about what's next? Have you got a few project ideas or anything every, developed? Yeah, every, everyone's asking that. And I don't know if I've got a good enough answer. I do have a script written. Okay. It's a fiction. Okay. Um, what genre? Any clues? It's a 
psychological thriller nice. romance. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's essentially a love story, but it's dark. Dark love story. It's very dark. So it's not, it's not realistic, in my experience, but anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got an idea for another okay. doco, but I want to see what um what opportunities come from this, yeah. taking it on tour. At this at the moment, yeah. my focus obviously is promoting this. I don't want to think too far ahead yet. I want to make sure this lives the life that it needs to live. And yeah. once that gets to that place, I'll really start thinking what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, That's a great approach. And I think, you know, because it is work. Yeah. Just, it's not just, I mean, you know, you finished it and you're falling over the line. You're dragging yourself over the finish line, but it's uh, it's not over yet. There's still a lot of work in, in, in getting it to market. And I think that should be acknowledged. Um, like even the road shows, organizing all that sort of stuff. Yep. I mean, it doesn't yeah. just happen automatically. Full-time job. When you make a doco... That those things don't just fall into your lap those opportunities so I certainly appreciate it from industry perspective um, the work continues but um, yeah I'm sure because of just how slick it looks and the actor nomination um, the, the, the topic as well and how you handled it I think you know a lot of people are going to be asking you what are you doing next uh, it's a good question yeah. so yeah and it's, and it's great to have people ask that you know they're interested in what you're doing Definitely. so which is awesome but in the meantime as difficult as a topic it is try and enjoy the success i guess definitely yeah just just bathing it all for a bit <laughs> and um you've got to for a moment for yeah. a moment catch your breath yeah definitely that's great but yeah i feel as if they'll like an opportunity will open up while we're on the road or something yeah and um yeah we'll just, you just never know where where, where, it'll, where it'll take you yeah. um fantastic well thanks for taking the time to talk to us really appreciate it for those of you um in australia uh, make sure you try and, and get to the promise on those uh, roadshow screenings for uh, to be able to see it and actually ask you some questions yourselves. Thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Really appreciate awesome. it. To unemployed actors.